Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's a lot. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. He's the athletic director at Muskego. He's Ryan McMillan. Coach, how you been? Great. Man, well, that quite a win last night. That was a lot of fun. There's no doubt. Got in before the storms, got out of there, and it was... What time did you guys start? Six. Yeah, that was smart. Uh, a lot a lot of people moved it up, but not everybody got in as quick as you guys did. Yeah, we were pretty efficient with what we do game-wise. game, game wise. And uh, both teams, you know, controlled the ball in the first half and ran the clock. And then there was a running clock at, at one point in the third quarter and then the fourth quarter as well. It slowed down in the fourth because the, uh, the backups for both teams got in and had a score fest going on. I mean, just bang, 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 bang. And that's what kind of drove the, the score up a little bit. I would like to look back to see the last last time a Catholic Memorial team had a running clock put on. Yeah, it was thirty five nothing in the third. It was. Uh, yeah, I don't know that. Uh, I I don't think they expected that. It it could have been very different, to be honest with you. They, if they would have scored the ball on their first three drives, it would have been a tight ball game. Did um, they have an opportunity? Absolutely. Yeah, they got down to the red zone. We picked them off once in the red zone, and then they uh, we had a great fourth down call on our defense where we. We didn't. We haven't changed a lot on D, and we gave him a little bit of a wrinkle, and it uh, it was a nice wrinkle, and, and it was like fourth and less than a yard, and we got the stop, and it was pretty cool. So our people were pretty excited, and it was all. So we had three red zone stops, which really changed the game. That changes the game. Yeah, how was the crowd? Like always. Yeah, it was good. It uh, it took a little bit to get there because uh, it was misty, rainy. Like I'm sure your pregame was nasty. So uh, once that kind of cleared out, it got it, it was pretty nice there for two hours before the lightning and everything rolled in. Yeah, I bet you guys. I bet you as the AD at Muskego, you were happy when that thing was over. Let's uh, go. Very happy. Uh, it it worked out. You know, you got We moved it up, and that's not always a popular decision, but. Uh, you know, thankfully, it played out in our favor, and and you look pretty good doing it. A homestead didn't start their game till eight forty-five. I heard it. They didn't even kick off till nine thirty. I flipped it on the Hartford radio station on my ride they home. Didn't, there, just see, started. I got a text saying that kickoff is eight forty-five, wow. and then I didn't. So they had. They must have got delayed again. They I got think. delayed again. Hey, our special in studio guest, and uh, he's a good one. He's not all that happy today, and and some of his boys that are with him aren't all that happy. But he's a head football coach at Whitnell High School. He is Rob Wyduck. Coach, how are you? Uh, doing well this morning, Mike. Yeah, you're not as well as we had hoped, but uh, you guys took one on the chin a little bit to Wisconsin Lutheran um, last night. And when you came in, you said, look, I, I'm going to take the blame on this one. Yeah, I just didn't have the boys prepared last night. We started pretty slow. Um, we had an in-service day yesterday, so the boys are kind of on their own. 
uh, devices, and I probably should have brought them in at a little more structured day to make sure that you know thing falling into their normal routine. That makes a huge difference. Yeah, uh, they're just in, used to such a schedule; they're so regimented typically, and any disruption to that, you know, can really I think affect their attitude, body language, it's all this type of stuff. And it's not normal uh, schedule. I should have done a better job preparing them for that. Well, we learned and. It, Look, you're first year head coach, second? Second year. Second year, you were at New Berlin Eisenhower for a little bit? I was at Ike uh, for seven years, and then I was at Tosa West uh, for four years there. Wow. But a boy can't come home, right? You're, uh, you're a Whitnell guy. Sure, I'm graduated 2001. I've always wanted this head coaching position, so Man, really could... glad to get it. Perfect. Let's talk a little bit about your playing days and, and, and uh, just kind of get a little background on, on you. Played football at Whitnell. Were you a multi-sport athlete? Uh, no, just played just football in high school. Okay, what position? Uh, linebacker and quarterback. And then had a chance. You were a preferred walk-on up at Wisconsin and uh, decided after two years to go to Whitewater? Yeah, I was on the football team for two years at Madison, uh, and then I decided I was just going to be a student, and I just missed football too much. So after a year of way, I decided to go to Whitewater, and I ended up playing there for three seasons. What was that year like when you were away from it? It was a lot of fun, like, um, you know, just being part of the campus and the atmosphere. Right. But I just really missed being involved with the team and that camaraderie. I just felt like I just had a little more left in the tank. And you only got such a small window to play sports, and I didn't want to pass that up. And going to Whitewater is a good move. Man, yeah. you, right? You were a member of the national runner-up team. Uh, two years, you earned uh, first-team All-American. Yeah, very successful there. We... Um, I feel like we started a lot of the success that they're still continuing on today. Yeah. So it was a really good decision on my part. Did to, you to guys drill Stevens Point when you played there? He probably did later <laughs> in his career. Early on, we we would have gotten him. Uh, when they, they, first when he started the deal, Yeah. he's right. They started the deal. <laughs> uh, the first year I was there, we lost to them on a Hail Mary on our homecoming. And then uh, the next next two years we got after them pretty good yeah that yep. you See? still remember the hail mary though don't you <laughs> oh yeah yeah you, you, you remember that play i do yeah man look at me trying to cause a little trouble it's all right? good first segment i'm trying to cause a little bit of trouble um were, were you and and i like to talking to, to younger head coaches like like you are were you prepared for that move and from an assistant coach on the basketball side i've done both and that move on on the basketball bench for six inches over is a huge move. You think, man, I'm prepared for this, no problem. But then all the paperwork and all the other stuff and the noise outside, guys like me calling, outside that come into play, um, were you prepared for that? Um, I think I was about as prepared as I could be. Initially, I applied for the Whitnell job about four years ago. I also applied for the Eisenhower job that same time when Matt Kern got it. Yeah. And at th that time, I wouldn't have been ready. But when I was at Tulsa West, like working with Jeff Gabrielson, Matt Good, Andy Colstad over there, like I, it was almost an apprenticeship in becoming a head coach. Like I was given a lot of responsibility, really got to see the inner workings of a football program, and that went a really long way when it came to me getting the possibility of becoming a head coach over at Whitnell. When you when you um, went through the second time then for interviews at at Whitnell, um, obviously feeling a little bit better about okay. Now, now it's time to come back to a boy that played here because I understand the history. Um, and when you got that call about, look, not only are you going to be the head coach, we got a place for you in the school, that would be a pretty good call. 
it was one of the happiest days of my life. It was just really overwhelming. We had our second son on June 9th, and on the 14th, I got the head football job last year. Oh, that's a good week, bro. Right yeah, there. really good week, but uh, the wife was just like, is this really happening right now? And I'm like, hey, yeah. you can't pass it up. You got to go. What is her name? Uh, Katie. Is she listening, you think? Uh, no, she um, she's working at a salon that she just opened up down the street on uh, Hales Corners, District 108. So she's at work, probably not listening right now. Yeah, maybe right at the end we can all go get our haircuts and stuff. <laughs> maybe? Clean I it don't up. know. Look good. I don't think I've ever gone into a salon, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I have. It's not going to do anything for Something me. Something tells Let's be me honest. you have. Oh, really? Is it, it's my nails? Is, yeah. that, is that what it is? Yeah, that, yeah whatever. We were talking uh, Whitnell football. We've got some players that we're going to bring in um, either the second or third segment, and we're going to talk to them. We're also going to name our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. He's a young man from, from Whitnell. At 1045, we're going to talk to head football coach at Lakeland College. At 11 o'clock, our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. We'll announce them, and we'll also, that, that uh, segment, um, give you the information on our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week and, and talk to him a little bit. 11-15, head coach at Wisconsin Lutheran. You know, what, what happens on these shows is I'll send a couple emails out to coaches going, hey, look, you play at night. Uh, Lakeland's playing Platteville at night. You play at night, you, you get a couple of minutes, and I don't hear back, and then I'll send one, another one out, hey, you're off this week. And within about a five-minute span, I get a email back for the guy at Lakeland, email back for the guy at Wisconsin Lutheran. I thought, well, you know, we'll talk to both of them. No, right. no worries. we got young men here that are looking to play at the next level, and they can take a listen to what, from two different coaches, two different backgrounds, on what it would take for them to play at Lakeland or what it would take for them to play at a place like Wisconsin Lutheran, and we'll do that at 1045 and 1115. What, uh, Coach, other than, than getting these kids more prepared um, and, and staying on schedule, what, what do you think you learned from, from last night's game? Uh, we just need to have a renewed focus on the fundamentals. Some of the details of the game, I feel like, kind of got away from us. So we need to spend a little more time just cleaning things up, making sure that we're holding kids accountable all the time. We're not giving them an inch, you know, making sure that everything's done to the standard that we want set, and there's no exceptions to those rules. Do, do you think that, um, and, and look, this, you wouldn't be the first to have this happen. You, you have a little bit of success, and the kids start kind of thinking, okay, we're pretty good? Um, that might. I mean, I think we were feeling pretty good about ourselves coming into the game. Yeah, I'm going to ask those boys that. The, the one boy's really angry. I don't know if I'm going to even yeah, get any word in he here. He doesn't smile yeah, much. He doesn't smile. No, he's 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 giving me he's he's mean mugging me from the couch, and I'm getting uncomfortable over here, coach. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I we're, we're going to ask them that because are these guys mostly seniors? Uh, we have three seniors and a sophomore. Yeah, the three seniors are just not happy because they didn't want to lose. They no. want to lose. Definitely did not want to lose to Wisconsin Lutheran. The nice part is, you know what? It's a crossover game, right? So, yeah, it's it's not a loss that you wanted, but you get to go back at it. The problem is you play my alma mater next week, and, and you're just not going to be nice to those guys. I can tell. That's the plan. That is the plan. Sure, Messer might they they might <laughs> have to take a beating on this one. Is is what I'm thinking. Um, so I think there's some things that would never look past anybody, right? Make right. sure we start a little quicker. I think that we really were hoping to. Like win yesterday, we've had a good, pretty good plan in place, and we really wanted to try to um, 
get rid of some of that stereotype about our conference in the Woodland East compared to the West. And unfortunately, we had a, had a stage to, to make a win and a statement, and we didn't take advantage of it. And we're not going to let that happen again. Hey, how um, how did what did you guys do during the break? So did you start on time? And the only break of the game was at one thirty left. Yeah, so we did the same thing Muskego did. We moved it up to six o'clock, and we tried we figuring we were going to be able to get the whole thing in. And then almost the whole first half, very little rain, and we started to get a little drizzle. And then with two minutes left, I mean, it was coming down pretty good, but we hadn't seen any lightning. And then we got dinged, oh. and then it just happened again and again. But I just I talked to Joel over at Wisconsin Lutheran, and I'm like, I want to get it finish it tonight. And he's like, same here. So yeah, we just you, waited it out. You don't want to go home and come back for a minute and a half. The guy that was at the game said the tough part for you guys was they're down on the goal line. And now you got to sit for – you're down a score, I think, at that point. Um, they got the ball on the goal line, mm-hmm. and they got to go in locker room for, you know, there's a minute and a half. If they can get a stop, they got a chance to win. If they right. let them score, the game's pretty much over. Well, so what we did um, – so we went for two. We were down 27-29. We missed, we missed that. Okay. Um, so they got down to the goal line, and we're looking at the time. We have three timeouts. They're on the four. Okay. And we're like – even if we use all of them, get a stop, we got to go 99 yards. So we let them score. Oh, you did? Yeah. So we let them score, and we we're like, we're going to stop the two point conversion. It would be eight. We'll have three timeouts with two minutes left. Oh. Um, didn't know we that. We thought it was a good plan, but we didn't get the stop on the two point conversion. So then it kind of just blew up in our face. But at the time, we thought, like, it's what's, creative. The, what's the best way to give us a shot to score? Without, because going 99 yards without any timeouts, I thought yep. would have been very difficult. Yep. Hey, so did you? Is that what you guys talked about for the, why why there was a uh, lightning timeout or a lightning delay? So that man, see that as coaches, that's like you didn't have to make a split decision. Now you got a little time. Let's talk about this thing. And coach, you run the defense or the O? Uh, I run the offense. Yeah, so I guarantee you, I've done that before, and the defensive people don't like that. <laughs> like I literally told our guys, lay down, let them score, because yeah. we needed to come back. And it darn near worked in our favor. We chased it down, but man, they're like, "We're never doing that ever again." Just so you know. Yeah, the defensive coordinator's <laughs> on the board, and yeah. they're just like, "Stop, come here." Oh like, yeah, oh. that's a difficult conversation. I feel you. Hey, right. let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation at that ten thirty uh, segment. I'm going to bring these boys from Whitnall in, and we're we'll talk to these guys um, a number of segments throughout the show, and at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to ask them their favorite memories so far about playing for Whitnell. They're going to have to be prepared for that. We were talking Whitnell football, head football coach, and uh, his second year, and he he's come home. He He's proud to be a Whitnell Falcon. Now the head football coach there, Rob Wydeck. And uh, alongside my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego, Ryan McMillan, this is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, Ryan McMillan. I couldn't, you know, last night I got to hear all about Ryan McMillan hanging out, <laughs> hanging out with a kid who you coached, Casey. 
And Casey's last name? Zwart. Z-W-A-R-T. That's it. His mom, yeah. dad, brother, yeah. sister, Zwart. Um, his, uh, his uncle's getting married today. That's awesome. And uh, we're at Seven Seas and talking about Ryan McMillan. Oh, he's a good guy. Parents weren't quite sure about you for a while. Oh, you know, I'm sure. You're not quite sure because he, he didn't get much playing time. Yeah. But um, they, uh, I tell you, he's a really good kid. Great kid. Yep. He, he worked hard, huh? Quiet, humble kid that just grinded it out, absolutely. Did he hit a little bit? Well, yeah, he was a physical kid. He was a running back, and then he was so fast that we moved him to receiver that we could just pop the top when we started throwing him bombs, and, like, nobody ever saw that for Casey, and he he had a lot of fun. Man, the uh, the dad was telling me about he had you down to a T. He, he said, look, here's – I'm telling you that he, he stayed he, – he coached to stay even by halftime, and he made a couple <coughs> adjustments, and they beat teams by three touchdowns with some of the adjustments he made. Uh, yeah, we had a plan. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you said he didn't show much either. If he didn't have to show some new stuff for people to see, he didn't show it. Yeah. Um, you know what? It was uh, they think the world of you, coach, and I. And I'm telling you this on the air that they made some comments that um, you know what a, what a big impact you had in his life. So congratulations with that. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Great people, easy to work with. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, hopefully, they're going to behave tonight at this wedding. So, <laughs> hey, aren't you to, in charge of that? I, I am. I don't, want to, I don't want to have to call you to come in from Algoconomog to come bail them out or any of that stuff. Sounds so, good. We are joined in studio. We're talking Whitnell football today. Uh, the head football coach at Whitnell High School, again, he is, he's a boy that's gone home. And uh, Rob Wydeck, who is uh, he's a Whitnell grad, and he was a walk-on at Wisconsin. He's an All-American at Whitewater, and uh, they – Two of the three years crushed Stevens Point. That's he wanted me to continue. He said if he's coming in, that I have to keep saying that on the air. That's okay. Yeah, that, yeah can't can't hide from it. It's no, true. No doubt. <laughs> hey, coach, can we talk a little bit about your team? Is it a senior laden team? Is it a young team? Is it a combination of both? Um, we have eighteen seniors, a really good senior class. Um, so pretty dependent on them, especially up front. We do have a good mix of young kids that are contributing for us. We got. Four sophomores that are really heavy contributors, including a quarterback and a couple of linebackers. Oh, that's uh, big. Yeah, really good group of guys, but senior leadership is huge for us. How is the uh, JV team or uh, freshman team? Do you have both? So we do have both uh, this year. Um, with the Woodland, it's kind of not everybody has all three levels. Right. So not every week do we actually get all three teams to play, Correct. unfortunately. Uh, the JV2, that's our sophomore freshman team. They've been playing really well. They had a really good game on Thursday uh, versus Wisconsin Lutheran. And then our varsity reserve team. That team, it's from week to week, that roster kind of changes depending on the health of the varsity. Right. Uh, but they've been having some success as well. Um, overall, uh, strength of the program, good numbers. Is it a healthy program right now? We're getting better. When I initially took the program over last year, we had about 54 players, 9 through 12. Um, we're up to about 72 right now. I think long-term, we'd like to be in the 80s. About 10% of the student enrollment, I think, would be a good number to try to be sustainable and be pretty successful year in and year out. So we got a little ways to go there, but I think things are heading in the right direction. Junior program is good? A lot of numbers? or uh, Junior program is good. We just really, this past offseason, really emphasized – getting everybody on the same page. You look at like Muskego and mm -hmm. from third grade or first grade all the way up, everything's being taught the same. 
And for a long time, it was kind of disjointed between the Whitnall youth and the high school. Right. And that was one of the huge points of emphasis that I wanted to come in and just streamline every everything. Smart. So having clinics for their coaches, we're on their sidelines, we have youth days, all that type of stuff that all the good programs have always had, but we were kind of lacking. And that mm-hmm. that's a huge point of emphasis moving forward. So you're going to have your first graders in the weight room the way Muskego does? Oh no! I'm just kidding. I'm just. I'm only kindergartners. Te- kindergarten. Yeah, right. I'm only kidding over there. They, the Muskego boys take that weight room pretty, uh, pretty seriously. Hey, when I talk to these boys that um, are coming up in the next segment, uh, and I ask them who is the uh, the rivalry game, who is the game that they look on the schedule to say, "Man, this is one we need." Um, do you know who it is? I would say our biggest rival for them is probably Greenfield, just because of the crosstown. Yeah. What about when you played at Whitnall? Who was it? Who didn't you like much? When I played, Cudahy was the team to beat. That's oh, when they were phenomenal year in and year out. Man. We had a couple of good battles against them in the late 90s, early 2000s. Coach, you know, it's interesting. Like the guys on the on, on the couch, when you say Cudahy, they're thinking, boy, they people if they, if they don't remember it or know it, that program was unbelievable. That was a great – they had some really good teams. Won a state championship – the kid go, Navarre goes to Michigan. They have running backs all over the place. That was a really good program. So when you say cut A, guys like me go, oh, man. Younger guys go, cut A? Really? What are you talking about? But that that was a good rival for you guys. Oh, yeah. that was. Uh, they had some really good players, really well coached by Coach Vinay. Oh, yeah. A year in and year out, you had to go down there. And that atmosphere, when they would get that place packed with the cowbells. I know. And the whole stands would be chanting after every first down. It was a phenomenal high school environment. Yeah, it really was. Hey, you loved what he said about the youth program. And you know what? I, I like the fact he's a young guy that he's been around now. It's, look, Ike's got a really good youth program, and they understand how that right. thing works. And for him to come in and identify fairly quickly that things are just not, they're a little discombobulated and we need to tighten this thing up, is just going to really benefit him in the long run. Well, it pays huge dividends. And the coach, uh, to quote Coach Krause from last night, yesterday we're talking at prep rally, he's like, you know, we've been running our offense for eight years and these guys got one week to prepare for it. So, I mean, when you get everybody on the same page as Coach just talked about it, it your kids know what you want to do, what you want to accomplish, and how to get there, and it makes things a lot easier. There's no doubt. Hey, your philosophy as you're the offensive guy, right? Philosophy on the offensive side. Um, do do you have kind of a staple like okay, we are this is who we are. We're, we're a team that's going to run you. We're going to hit you up front. You're a team that throws a lot. Combination of the ball. Um, I would say we tend to spread people out to run the ball, like a. We want to dominate up front. We want to have a really uh, downhill mentality. We want to push, move people around. Um, so you take pride in our offensive line. And, uh, you know, just like when you're watching Muskego, you see trap, you see sweep. Like, we're a power counter team. Okay. And uh like to tag stuff off of that. Wait, at Whitewater, did you play offense or defense? Played defense. Yeah? So you didn't mind hitting people much? <laughs> oh, I loved it. This is my first year ever coaching offense. Really? Yeah, so... I brought Bill Mil- Bill Morrison as a DC. Worked with him at Tosa. Did a phenomenal job. Um, so gave him the keys to the D, and then I transitioned over to offense this year. Do you like it? I do like it. Uh, it's a huge change. I feel like the preparation going into the week is so much different than being a defensive coordinator. Like the like the play cards and like some of the details on that end, but calling the game I think is just. 
way, way more difficult as an offense. I guess that's specifically my first year doing it. Right. Because you're always thinking a play ahead, two plays ahead, three plays ahead. What did we just do? How do we set this up? We're defensively, I don't think you necessarily are thinking in the same way. Hey, you call the offense, right? Yep. Yeah. Do you remember the first year you doing that? Yep. And how much better were you year two than you were year one? I think uh, I think what you do is you get more organized and you you start to really hone in to here's what I'm I'm good at teaching and here's what we can execute really really well and then you start to add little wrinkles off of that but you kind of know as you go I mean we we had our plans we did different things I know I can tell you early on I had to call the O and the D at one point I just remember being completely fried. And I'm like, I can't do that. It's tough. I mean, a lot of your old school uh, coaches are Hall of Famers that roll through the studio, and you hear about they did that for their whole career. I'm like, God, good for you guys. But the game's changed so much with so technology much. that there's so much access to everything, and that that's where you have to have good people around you because a head coach can't do it all anymore these days, and, and you need the D.C. and the O.C. to balance everything out. Hey, how, um, how different are you as a play caller week? after week six than you were week one you know do, do you now identify okay we're really good at this so we're going to keep doing this i'm gonna get away from this because maybe there's an injury or we're not as good in that position as i thought um i think as the year goes on you start to figure out what really fits your kids so i think you know you have your initial offensive install but then after you look at personnel and just the fit of things you know like coach just said like there's stuff that you do and then you add some wrinkles to it but I think if you start to become more organized, like, okay, this is what we do. We can add this so it looks the same. Right. But it slowly kind of condenses into a better fit with your personnel year in and year out. Hey, I'm not telling a second-year head coach what to do, but if I were you, I'd get his phone number and buy him a cup of coffee one night and say, talk to me about the Oconomowoc <laughs> days. But that's just me. You know what? As a basketball coach, I did that. I stole from everybody. I bought more people a beer or a cup of coffee or soda when I was a younger coach to say, Okay, look, here's what I'm thinking. Can you? How do you run your practice? How do you develop this? And I took a little piece from everybody and then said, yeah, no, this is mine. I own this. This is all mine. And it was totally stolen from people I had respect for. Hey, I'm going to put you guys on the couch, on the couch and I'm going to bring up three players uh, from Whitnell. Again, two of them look fine. The third one, I, I don't know. I think he'll say something. Which one is that, by the way, the kid that uh, keeps mean mugging me? That, that's Aiden Galindo. <laughs> Aiden, you and me are buddies, man. Don't be. Hey, I'm old. Don't you dare hit me. We'll talk to these guys on the other side of the break. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. Back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. We're talking Whitnell Falcon football. They got, took a loss last night against uh, Wisconsin Lutheran, but they get a chance to uh, to get back playing football against uh, Shore Mesmer next week. We're joined by three of the players on this team. Uh, Anthony Fasulo. Yes. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's nice to meet you. What, uh, what position do you play? Uh, I play left guard and uh, defensive end. Which side of the ball you like playing better? Uh, I like offense more. Really? You like uh, moving people out rather than hitting? Yeah, I think uh, pancaking somebody is the best part of the game. That is. 
Man, how, how did you uh, personally play last night, you think? Um, I think this is the worst game I've played all season. Honestly, we came out flat, and I mean, our offensive line wasn't really communicating, and I'll take responsibility for that because it's kind of my job to make sure we're all on the same page. Did was Scott Salutin surprise you at all? Were they better than you thought, or were they, were they about what you thought? Well, I think they were about what we were thinking, but they just played harder than we did. They came out firing, guns blazing, and we just came out <laughs> rolling around pretty much, not really doing much. And your coach had said, you know what, We uh, he takes some of the blame. As a basketball coach, I know that if, if things are not the same, right? You know, mostly it's you go to school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you go to practice, everything's kind of this routine. And then the, the school throws something where you get off your routine. Um, does it... Did Z have something with that? Um, yeah, I think that definitely like affected us a little bit. But, I mean, in the end, it's really no excuse. We can't put a blame on it. Hey, let's uh, let's talk to Caleb a little bit. Hey, Jeff, real quick, uh, Aiden's having a problem with his uh, his headset. If you can help him before we get to him. Um, Caleb Strotter, how are you? I'm good, Mike. You? Yeah, I'm doing good. How would you play last night? Uh, I thought I did pretty well. Yeah, what position do you play? I play quarterback. You do? Yeah. Throw the ball a little bit, run the ball the whole bit? Uh, I thought I did both pretty well. You're a sophomore? Yes. Man, good for you. Did you uh, did you play quarterback last year? Uh, I did for JV. Okay. Because I had to prove myself that I could play varsity. So you, have you played quarterback the whole time through through your career and even when you were younger? Yeah, I started as a center. Okay. Because like, I was a really young person. Okay. And then like... My uncle, he actually was a head coach for me when uh when I was a peewee. Okay. So then he thought, hey, just like put him at quarterback, and then my dad saw it like he thought I had a great arm. So then he just thought like I need more practice, and then go like play quarterback throughout my year. Hey, that's your huddle, right? Yeah. You own that huddle. Yeah. But you got a guy like Anthony who's who's uh, he's got your back, but he, that's his huddle, right? Yeah, I think Caleb does a good job commanding us, making sure he's leading the team, lead the offense. Boy, that that's saying a lot. Six six games into your varsity career, and you got a kid like this kid who said, "Look, I want to play offensive line," and and that sophomore over there, he owns the huddle and he's leading us. Um, what was the, the was there nervousness for you that the first couple of weeks and have things slowed down a little bit? Yeah, I had to get definitely more comfortable with the situation. But like throughout the uh, games we had, I thought I got more comfortable throughout. And that's awesome. Aiden, how you doing? I'm good. How are man, you? you're smiling now. That good. When you walked in, I thought, man, this is going to be a problem. Uh, not happy with with getting that loss last night. No, I mean, it's a loss. Yeah, and you don't like losing. No, I don't. Um, you're a senior. What position do you play? I play middle <laughs> linebacker and tight end. What what side of the ball you like playing better? Defense. Because you like hitting people. Yeah. Right. And and Caleb needed to throw you the ball a little bit more. Yeah, well, he targeted me on one, but I dropped it, so that was on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not causing no trouble. You, you throw where you're supposed to throw. Don't let don't let a guy like me sitting here trying to stir up problems. Um, Anthony, did you play varsity as a sophomore? Uh, yeah, I played as a sophomore, but I only played defense. Do you remember your first game? Uh, yeah, that is probably – I was so nervous, and I missed probably about 10, 15 tackles that game that I should have made easily. When you get done with a game like that, you start to realize, look, I belong here. I man, I can play at this level, right? Yeah, I mean, after a game like that, it's just you just gotta like, you gotta bounce back. You gotta respond next week and show that you're meant to be. Isn't it amazing that once you, now you're a senior? First of all, it goes quick, right? Yeah, it does so quick. The difference between what you think size and speed and 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 now you're that guy. 
Now, when you were a sophomore, seeing how big and fast and all, you know, the guys you were playing against, and now you're that guy that you're playing against a sophomore who's going, man, I can't play against this guy. He's too big and fast for me. And then all of a sudden, then he becomes a senior. I just find it really interesting how things slow down as you as you play more. Yeah, the game slows down a ton. Um, I just sophomore year, I was my head was spinning every every snap. Didn't know what was going on, and now I can really just come up there, read the field, and everything just feels so much slower. Hey, Aiden, um, in the off season, you guys put put the work in in the weight room that you guys had to put in the sweat equity it was put in, correct? Yes, we did. Yeah, this is a good class. You guys have been together for a while. Um, did you have good good leaders last year, seniors that you looked up to, um, that taught you guys how to do this, or is this just something that, that you guys kind of came together and said, "Look, we're now seniors. It's our team, and we're going to lead." Um, I think uh, a big part of it, for like for some of us that played varsity as sophomores, um, we learned a lot from the senior class. Then that was a really group a good group of kids. But then at the same time, it's like, you know, now we're seniors. Uh, you know, we got to make stuff happen. Yes. And uh, we got to get it done. So Yeah, I agree with that. You played as a sophomore as well in varsity? Yeah. Do you remember your first game? Uh, do you, I mean, not even just the game, but do you remember the feeling of, oh, man, this this is way different. These guys are bigger, faster, stronger, and, and uh, do I belong here? And did you remember the moment where you thought, okay, I no, I'm good. I can I can play at this level. Yeah, it's, I don't know, as a sophomore, it was like, it was more worry, and, uh, you know, you really wanted to prove yourself, but, you know, now you kind of got your swagger, and, you know, you feel confident, you know you belong, so it's a different game now. You, um, were you guys treated, uh, you know, look, once you come in, and, and you, you might be taking a senior's job, you know, but that class embraced you guys as, as look, we're, you, you're part of us now type stuff, because you're lo- I'm looking at Caleb, who's a sophomore, and... You know, I, I'm hoping that you guys embrace him and, and you were embraced as, as part of the team when you were sophomores, right? Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, it's a family aspect. You know, it shouldn't be, you know, no, sorry. Yeah, you, you can't look at, at, at youth and age and right, say, right. hey, look, if, if he's a kid that should start and he's part of this, man, he should be playing. Mm-hmm. Right. Once uh, Coach Wydick uh, named Caleb our starter, that, that's our guy. I'll ride with him till the end. Uh, everything's, everything's on him. I believe in him completely. Well, you gotta love hearing that. Yeah, I do. Huh? You gotta look. Is there? It's a big kid right here, man. If you're walking down the hall, that's who you want to walk next to, you, right? Yeah. Hey, when um, when you started your first game, do you have any input on on the calls? I know Coach Wydeck is right behind you, so yeah, you don't shake him off. You you go with what he's asking. But do you do you, does he is he open to conversation with you on things that you see on the field? Yeah, they want me to communicate with them more or what I see versus what they see. And it's definitely an opportunity to, like, see and, like, get better play calling out there to see and, like, try and score out there because it's definitely a lot that I see. Would you consider yourself a throwing quarterback, a running quarterback, or a combination? Uh, I usually throw a lot because I don't run that much. But You stay in the pocket? Uh well, I used to roll out a lot, and then they like taught me to stay in the pocket, so now okay. I stay in the pocket a lot more. Do you have a favorite quarterback that you watch, NFL guy? Uh, Russell Wilson. You like Russell Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> Size-wise? Right? Uh, we're like the same height. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Yeah. yeah. And, he, man, he's making a couple of dollars at that level, too. He was good at Wisconsin. He's a really good quarterback. He seems to always make the right play. And that that's a really good, I think, role model for you. Hey, before we go, 
Um, I'm going to bring you guys back another segment or two where you got to figure that out. But I want you to think about you got a lot of football yet to be played, and yeah, as you do. But your favorite memory so far of playing at at Whitnall, and it can be a bus ride, it can be you know it can be a practice. I, I and I always tell this story, but the first time I asked guys, I coached basketball at Martin Luther, and I had the baseball guys in, and I said your favorite memory, and the kid was a catcher on the baseball team, and he said Dakota, who's the kid next to him, was pitching, and I was catching, and a kid hit one straightaway center. And it went so far, it rolled across the street and went on the, in the Walmart parking lot. I go, that's your best memory? He goes, I've never seen a ball hit that far my whole life. And it was really funny. The next kid, he got a, he, a bunt base hit to win a big uh, conference game. So, you know, all of that stuff. Think about your favorite memories of playing at Whitnam. We're going to get back to you uh, a little bit later in the show. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to the head football coach at Lakeland. I'm going to have you guys go into the, the studio next to us so you can hear this guy as he talks about what it takes to play at the next level. Are you looking to play next year? Uh, yeah, I've uh, committed to a full scholarship at NIU. You have. Congratulations. Thank you. How about you? You yes, want to play next year? Yes, I am. Where? Undecided yet. Good. So I want you to hear this. I don't know if you want to play. I know you're thinking, but you got a long way to go. But I want you guys to hear what these college coaches talk about, what it's like to play at the next level. you got two guys in the corner there that could tell you this too, but this guy's coaching at Lakeland. Um, college and and uh, he'll have some great words for you guys to hear. Uh, well done, fellas. I'll bring you back uh, a little bit later in the show. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, he is, I'm sorry, what's your name? Uh, Ryan McMillan, <laughs> athletic director at Muskego. We're also joined by the head football coach at Whitnell, uh, Rob Wydock, who will uh, be back in studio in a second. We're joined by the head football coach at Lakeland College. He's Colin Bruton. Hey, Colin, how you doing? Hey, doing well, doing well. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thank you. You got a big game tonight against Platteville, so I really appreciate a couple of minutes of your time, Coach. So far, so good with with your team. How are you feeling about them? Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pretty good start to the year. You know, we're, we're one and one. Uh, opened up with with Carolina Waukesha, played a really good first half and a really really poor second half. Kind of took a tough loss, but. Uh, responded and uh, got a good win on the road last week, and, and now we have got a big one. You know, UW Fife will get the state school to come to our place for a night game. It's pretty exciting for us. Yeah, it should be a really good crowd, I would think tonight. Hey, coach, we've got a number of uh, of student athletes that listen to the show, and a number, a couple of guys, four in fact, from Whitnell that are in studio and able to hear you. And, and I wanted them to hear um, one kid's already committed going to, to Northern Illinois, another couple of kids that are looking to play at the next level. And I wanted them to, to hear from you as to what it takes for these kids. And when you talk to a junior in high school, a senior in high school, about what it takes to play at the next level, can you talk a little bit about what you say to those kids? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's obviously a great step up in competition and a great step up uh, addressing what the expectations are being a college athlete. But we talk all the time. And the biggest thing is, is just time management and that kind of stuff and, and uh, making sure you can balance. Uh, on the west now, you're going to go away to college for the first time. You're going to be away from mom and dad. They're not going to be waking you up in the morning for class. 
uh, being able to manage your time and, and uh, you know, being able to make sure you're getting a class and getting your studies done and all the requirements to be an athlete. You know, it's not just the practices, it's the time in the training room. Um, you know, it's, it's the meetings, it's the film work, it's all the stuff that we're doing that uh, doesn't really happen on the practice field. And that's, that's the thing that's really the biggest, is being able to manage your time and kind of adjust on the field. It's just adjusting to, uh, to a different uh, level of play, a level of play now where, you know, it's almost like everybody you're playing against was an all-conference or all-area or an all-state player. So it's just the speed of the game and the size and the speed of the stuff. It's a big jump, uh, but, it, but it's definitely worth it. Hey, Coach, looking at your roster, um, you've got a number of Wisconsin kids on the roster and a number of kids from outside of the state. And and I know for a fact that, that you and your staff do a really good job of, of promoting, obviously, Lakeland University and some of the things that you're doing there. Is it difficult um, here in the state of Wisconsin when you're competing against so many Division three schools? Yeah, it is. I think there's uh, there's obviously a lot of really great options. That's what the exciting thing is for the high school kids in Wisconsin. Is there's there's great options. There's great options and a really diversity of options. There's there's private schools like us. There's the state school options, um, and, and they all play really good football. So, you know, for us, we're looking for the best players we can find across the country. But that obviously starts in Wisconsin, trying to keep the uh, the best players and, and, and make them think that Lakeland could be an option for them. And, and I think it can be, but. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of options, and, and uh, we're looking for the best, but so is uh, everybody else. So the Whitewaters and the Platteville's and Oshkosh's and the Carthages and Concordia's and Carroll's. And, uh, you know, there's great competition recruiting, but, but we know there's good football in Wisconsin. Coach, I've been on your campus a lot. In fact, Lakeland University is a client of mine. I'm a sales rep uh, for the, the three radio stations here. So I've been on your campus a lot, and there – it's it's always a good for some reason it's a good feeling to be on that campus. The energy level is really high. The kids seem to be extremely friendly. Um, it's a cool place I think to be if if you don't mind you know not being in the middle of a downtown. I I like the the fact that you guys are kind of out in you know out of the way a little bit, and I think that gives kids a chance to to get to know each other a little bit better. To, to become more of a you know a one team one dream kind of thing, and I'm impressed with what's going on at Lakeland. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's a little different. We're we're a rural campus, so we always tell kids you get on our campus, you're gonna see a lot of cornfields and a lot of forests, and uh, you know, for some kids that's that's what they want. It's a great fit, and for some kids they don't know that like what they want, so they get on our campus. But uh, I think you're gonna see that when you come to Lakeland, we got really great people here, uh, people that care about you. And whether it's our coaching staff or people in athletics, but really across campus, uh, you're going to get a ton of one-on-one attention. You know, probably more than sometimes you even want. You know, but we're going to uh, be checking up on you in a bunch of different ways and with a bunch of different people. But uh, really, just a caring place. You know, we got some, some big stuff going on. We, we built a brand new field two years ago, which is exciting. Uh, tonight we'll be playing just a second uh, night game in school history, so that's exciting. Uh, we did a twelve million dollar renovation to our, our campus center uh, that just opened up last year. Uh, there's a lot of really cool things going on at Lakeland, and, and uh, it's a really special place. Hey, Coach, you were an assistant coach at Platteville a few years ago, correct? Yeah, from uh, from 2004 to 2006. So it's been a while now, but uh, but coached under Coach Emmendorf were there for a couple of years. Man, so do you know you know what you're getting into tonight, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we know the challenge ahead of us for sure. Yeah, they they still throwing the ball all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, they're a little more balanced than they were. Uh, I think the year before I got there, um, in 2003, our rushing rush had about 150 yards on the year. Uh, so they were, they were, at that point, you know, really the extreme, going all over the place. Now they're a little more balanced. They got 
uh, some talented running backs, but they're still a spread. Um, you know, they've got to look to throw the ball. They're averaging 300 a game on uh, through the air, so uh, they're still chucking it around pretty good. Hey, um, are you more of an offensive coach or defensive coach? Uh, defense. Uh, I've been a defense coordinator here for the last 13 years. I've been a head coach for five, but I call the defense for 13 years total. Hey, can you give us one or two uh, staple drills that you do every day? You know, you, whether yeah. it's, you know, just, just something that you believe in so much that you, you're going to get, you know, part of your defense, or all of your defense doing something every day. Um, can you give us one or two of those drills? Yeah, the, the biggest one that we do every day, we call it team pursuit. And we actually do it with our offense. What's the drill that we do with, with really everybody but the offensive linemen and, and our specialists as well. Um, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to simulate our screen game. Um, so the one side, we're throwing our spot screen to a receiver. Uh, to the other side, we're throwing our bubble screen. And then we have all three levels of our defense um, working kind of our leverage, our, our pursuit. So uh, we, we generally start that drill from the 30-yard line. Uh, we'll have the spot screen going to the left. We'll have the bubble screen going to the right. Um, and we're, we're alternating sides. Um, and then we're going to have a defensive lineman starting at the 35. They're going to work kind of a, uh, a hand drill, a release, and then kind of work their hook um, and then try to chase the play down from behind. Well, the linebacker that starts on the 30 at the same uh, time at the line of scrimmage, they're going to work into a pass drop around a pop-up dummy, and then they're working wide, you know, to get their leverage and tag off on the receiver. And then we have a DB, uh, depending to the spot side, it'll be one of our corners. It's going to work into a backpedal technique, so backpedal for five or six yards around a cone, and they're going to come up and, and, and try to tuck the football. Um, and then to the bubble side, it's going to be one of our safeties who's now working into a backpedal. Um, they'll again work around a pop-up dummy, and they're trying then to work downhill, uh, play with good inside-out leverage, and, and, and really trying to cut the football. So we're trying to get out of this. Uh, we're trying to get the reps for our offense throwing um, the screen game. And we're going to throw the screen game, obviously, off our run game like most teams do, a lot of teams do. So we're throwing both the bubble screen to the field and the spot screen to the boundary. And then we're trying to really teach our defense to play with great leverage, uh, great leverage and effort. So we're talking about pursuit. We used to do a traditional pursuit drill. Um, with all 11 guys out there, and it's a good drill, but we feel like this is better uh, for really teaching our guys leverage, uh, teaching our guys how they need to cup the football. And the last part of that is with uh, defensively, we're really working on trying to get the ball out in that drill. You know, so our, our defensive lineman is chasing the play down from behind. He's really trying to punch it out. Um, our linebackers, you know, even though we're not tackling this drill, we're fitting up. We're trying to get our hands on the ball and trying to pop the ball out. Um, and then our offense, we're really teaching ball security. You know, we haven't put the ball on the deck um, in two games, which is really good offensively. And then last year, that was an issue for us. We put it on the ground quite a bit. So it's something we really emphasize. But it's a great drill. We do it for four or five minutes. We alternate sides. Um, so we're getting we're getting constant reps. You know, in about a four or five minute period, we can usually get about sixty reps. Oh, that's awesome. Um, just going back and forth, and, and again, it's, it's kind of a high intensity drill that we do almost every day. Um, every day during camp, we did it, and then this, uh, this year we're doing it really. Uh, the first couple of practices of the week, we're doing it. So it's, it's, I think it's a great coach to get everybody involved. We're teaching a bunch of different things. We're getting a ton of throws for our quarterbacks and our receivers, and obviously defensively, we're, we're, we're preaching leverage and effort all the time. Boy, okay, Coach, that's awesome. You know, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. Again, Lakeland University head football coach uh, Colin Bruton has uh, joined us. Good luck tonight, Coach. Good luck the rest of the way. Really appreciate a few minutes. Hey, I appreciate it. If I can plug one more thing, we do have a, a high school coaches uh, social going on tonight. So if any high school coaches decide they want to come up to the game at the 6 p.m. kickoff, 
Um, we're going to get you in for free. Just tell me your high school coach, and then we're also going to have uh, a free beer or a free pop for you, um, you know, in, in our coach's social right, right there at the stadium. So this thing's coming up. Like I said, 6 p.m. kickoff. We'd love to have you. You know what? I'll uh, continue to promote that throughout the show, Coach. I really appreciate that information. Uh, good luck tonight. Have a good week. All right, thanks, you, you got it. Let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we're gonna t- we're gonna uh, name our our, our uh, UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and then we're gonna meet our pick and save student athlete of the week. He's been here, and I'm looking forward to getting him to a microphone and talking about his motivation for being such a good student athlete. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's a lot. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores. Guys, the other tough part about that decision? Son-in-law coaches. Yeah. And the music. Jeff, let's hear the music for UW Credit Union. What team stood out from the rest? What team took their game to another level on the field, court, or in their community? Because they... Let's find out who is this week's UW Credit Union Team of the Week. UW Credit Union, for secure mobile banking that's easy to use. Join UW Credit Union. Hey, Rob. That band? Yeah. Three Homestead football coaches. This doesn't feel right, boys. It doesn't feel right. I got (laughs) outvoted. Homestead football coaches. My son-in-law coaches at Homestead, and we're taking Hartford as our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. My daughter's not talking to me. Mike, we, we, they're not going to let me use their music anymore, boys. <laughs> they're just not. <laughs> I Hartford deserves it. That's a huge win. You can say that, and you can just go home. Your wife's talking to you. Your exactly. kids will be happy with you. <laughs> All right, I got outvoted, boys, but I, I, I got to admit, that's a pretty, that's a great win. Uh, <laughs> on the road. Two and a half hour rain delay before they even kick the thing off, and uh, then they play till midnight, and they find a way to win at the end. That's pretty cool. It is, it is. So our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and this is just gonna really cause me all kinds of problems. It is Hartford. I agree with you guys to beat uh, on the road Homestead after two and a half hour delay. I think it's home homecoming week for Homestead. You Ooh. you football coaches, you guys got this in my head now. How bad is that week? It's a bad week, right? There's a lot of distractions, a lot of possibilities, uh, you know, for kids not to stay focused. Um, but I also think it's a it's a good week because you get so much buy-in from the school and from the community. Yeah, that's it true. It really puts a big stage and yeah. like focus on the program. So it gives you an opportunity to really come out and, and show, you know, the fans as well as 
the rest of the staff school yeah. that may not normally be at a football game, you get an opportunity for them to become involved. You guys always say to us basketball coaches, why don't you take it a year? Yeah. Why don't you take it one year and see what we have to deal with? Um, so congratulations to, to Hartford getting a good win against uh, great win against Homestead. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. One of my favorite segments every week is to, to talk to somebody who understands the importance of taking their, their, their business, uh, taking care of their business in the classroom and on the field and being a good ambassador for the program and their community. Uh, Neil, is it Paddle? Patel. Patel. Hey, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You are a pick-and-save student athlete. We could, if you could come a little closer to the microphone, that would be awesome. Um, so your motivation for being such a good student athlete, uh, Neil, where would that come from? Um, I would have to say it started at home with my parents because coming from a different country, they work their tails off. And just the amount of work I've seen them put into whatever they do and just the stories I've heard about what they do, it just like it motivates me, and just whatever I do, I have to do it to my full potential, hundred percent, you know, and just lie into it. You put a lot of pressure on yourself. Uh, not necessarily. I just, just know I just need to work hard. Yeah. What's your grade point average? Uh, last semester it was a four point eight. The cumulative is like a four two four three. <laughs> just like me and you, coach. It's exactly what we no. I was, if we added them together, you maybe. added them together. Yeah, <laughs> Mesmer was t- no Mesmer wasn't that tough in school. I just didn't take care of it. You understand that playing. You at what position do you play? I play wide receiver. You understand playing football is a privilege that you earn, right? It's yeah. not your right. You don't get a chance. To, you don't do your homework and get. You know, you get a one point one. You don't get to play. Yeah, good for you. Um, do you have any idea what you're going to do next year? Uh, I want to go to Madison and go for engineering. Yeah. Have you applied? Yeah, I applied, Madison. Yeah, you'll get in, right? Uh, yeah, hopefully. You're, you're, he's smiling. He's yeah, he knows he's, in. he's getting in, no doubt. Um, football team last last night did not win. They mm-hmm. got a loss. Um, something that you're a senior right now. Yeah, it's not going to happen again, right? No, that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. You don't want any part of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been playing football? Uh, this would be my second year. Yeah, do you like it? Yeah. Do you wish it. you would have started earlier? Uh, yeah, I definitely wish I would have started earlier. I kind of regret not starting earlier, but can't change the past. So you can't. Did you play other sports? Yeah, I played soccer by freshman sophomore year, but so glad I came to football and built a family with all of my friends. D- different, different um, atmosphere when it's a football team, don't yeah. you think? Than it's soccer or basketball or anything else. Something. I think wrestling sometimes, you know, you kind of get that, though it's more of an individual sport. But something about going to war with guys, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and leaving it all out in the field that, that builds a, a, a kind of a team um, atmosphere and, and gets closer. What, what happens next week, and, and I'm going to get your cell number um, next week, we're going to uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday after your practice, we're going to meet at the Pick and Save here in Hell's Corners. And I'm going to ask your family to join us. We'll ask Coach, any of your teammates that want to come, and we're going to present a really nice award to you. It's a beautiful plaque from your local Pick and Save stores. Um, as our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, pictures will go up on our website. They'll go up on their Facebook page. And, and you know, we celebrate um, kids that take care of all their business. And any chance they get a chance to talk to kids that are taking care of that like you are in the classroom, your parents must be proud. Yeah, 
hope so. Are they listening? Uh, yeah, I think so. I hope so. You know what? Uh, what are their names? Uh, Reka and Ashok. You know what, guys? You've done a wonderful job, this young man. He, uh, man, he looks you right in the eye, shakes your hand, says hello, says thank you. All the stuff that you want to know as parents, if your kids are doing that kind of stuff when you're not around. Yeah, these kids from Whitnell are pretty impressive. You have any? You weren't a four point eight cumulative, were you? Right? No, 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 nowhere close. No, <laughs> no. I, Great respect for that, though. That takes a heck of a lot of commitment, work, dedication, and and you got to have the talent to do that as well. And he obviously does. And he goes to practice every day. Coach shows up. Yeah, he's one of our hardest workers, both on the field and at uh in the weight room. Yeah, he's uh, he's a strong kid. That that's for sure. Um, it, does he get much? Did you get much playing time? Uh, this year, yeah. Good. Um. Had he started in sixth grade like a lot of these other kids, he'd be different, a different player at this point? Oh, I, I definitely think if Neil uh, would have played a lot more football, he'd be seeing a little more success at this time. But, yeah. I mean, considering he's only been playing for a little less than two years. I mean, Pretty he's impressive. Come a really long way. At first, playing wide receiver, you could tell that he was a soccer player, didn't use those hands much. <laughs> but, he's smiling over but, there. But uh, like... <laughs> over time, he's – Kind of really improved. He's doing a really good job for us. Hey, um, the difference between you going out and, and playing now under the lights at home compared to last year right in the beginning, you had no idea what you were getting into, right? Yeah. How, who talked to you into playing football? Um, I don't know. I just thought about it. I've always – my friends have always told me that since freshman year that I should have, but um, just my friends kind of like told me that I should play football. Yeah. And then I just I – t- I gave it a chance. And- Did your mom and dad come to games? Yeah. Yeah, they get nervous. Uh, no, not really. They like seeing me play. That's awesome, man. I like that. The, the, the coach, we need to we need to tell that story more to to to, to kids that go. No, I don't want to play football. I talk to too many kids that say, "No, I'm I'm going to play college basketball. I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to the NBA." You're five nine. You're not going to the NBA. Go play football. What's the matter <laughs> with you? That kind of stuff. And and then when you get a kid like this who always thought he wanted to play. And then now he's playing. He's like, man, I wish I would have played, you know, three, four years ago. We, we as as people that love the game of football, have to tell people that story. Hey, do you think football's um, like like I do has never been safer to play? I completely agree with that. I think um, from both an educational perspective, like how informed coaches, parents, and everybody is like in regards to how things should be taught, and then all the precautions that are in place like after someone were to get hurt with you know full-time trainers certain protocols in place yeah i think football is as, as safe as it's ever been yeah you, that that decision to play or kid or sit a kid that is injured isn't even your decision anymore right i mean they've taken it right out and, and that's how it should be it is you're right you don't want to you know as a head coach like i'd rather just leave it up to the professional uh to make those decisions who um who was the head coach when you played at Whitnell, by the way? Mike Teipner. Yeah? Um, different the way you guys practice now compared to the way they practiced when you were playing is and and way different from when I played. Because we were nutcracker and bull in the ring all the time, and if you're thirsty, get a salt pill type stuff. So different than than when even you played, right? Yeah, there's definitely been some changes in that regard. Um, I still think we do have some pretty physical football practices, but it's not the day in and day out banging that you probably saw 15, even 10 years ago. Yeah. A little more controlled uh, contact. Hey, Neil, the different, uh, different, in the beginning of football, how sore you were Mm -hmm. 
different feeling than when you were playing soccer, right? Oh, definitely, definitely. Did you get nervous about catching the ball over the middle and stuff? Uh, yeah, I did. The first year, I had some problems catching the ball, but I just kept working at it, and uh, we would just go in uh, during the off season. We just work. We work on our routes, work on our hands, and I think this year I'm in a better position to do that stuff. Man, that's good. It's really I, I congratulate you. Thank you. Um, thank you so much for 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 this. And and again, before you leave, I'm gonna get your number, and and we'll set up a day that works best for you. All right. So um, and we'll do it after one of your practices. I'll have that uh, award ready for you and our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm going to have you come back, and you don't have a long span of memories, but I'm going to ask you for your favorite memory of playing Whitnell football so far, and we'll do that that last segment. Other side of the break, we're going to talk real quickly to the head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. Dennis Miller is going to join us. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores. On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Oh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. On Sports Radio 105.7 <laughs> FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern, we, we have a full house here today. A bunch of boys from uh, the Whitnell High School football team, including... Head football coach uh, uh, Rob Wydeck and my co-host. He is uh, the athletic director at Muskego, Ryan McMillan. Um, you know, coach, we, we had talked in in uh, in the hallway that look, there's a lot of opportunity for high school players to play at the high at the college level here in the state of Wisconsin. And whether it's look, if you're Division One, you get a chance to play at Wisconsin, great. But th- there is some great Division Three football in the state. And uh, I think Dennis Miller of Wisconsin Lutheran is a guy that, that, you know, attempts to do this thing correctly. He's been coaching for a while, and uh, it's a really cool place, I think, to, to play at Wisconsin Lutheran. And, and a guy like uh, Dr. Dennis Miller does a nice job. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a, it's been a while, man. I hope all is well. All is all is great. Uh, enjoying the off day, getting a lot of yard work done, and uh, everything is good. Hey, so it's good that I that I reached out to you to take you out of that yard work for a little bit, anyway, oh, right? I'm so thankful. I was <laughs> I was gleeful to be able to say to my wife, "Hey, I got to take a break here for a little while." So. Hey, Coach, well, after, after we hang up, you can just keep pretending you're talking to me, and you, if you want to keep her out there working on her own. Hey, Coach, um, not not the start of the year that you guys were hoping for, obviously. I uh, started 0-3 at this point. Last game you lost in double overtime. Um, it, it's hard to, to, to ask a coach how he's feeling about his team after starting 0-3, but I'm going to ask anyway, how are you feeling about this group? Well, I, that's a fair question. Uh I'm feeling actually very good about this group. Based on last week, we were we were down early. We were playing a good opponent on the road, and uh, we we brought it back from a couple of pretty big deficits, even late in the fourth quarter, and and went to double overtime. And what I what I liked about that was just the uh, the buy-in from everybody, the resilience, just continuing to fight and battle you know we talk all of the every coach talks about things being a 60 minute game and so oftentimes kids don't really buy into that but uh, i saw that last week and i'm excited and encouraged about the future of the of the season 
Hey, Coach, is it is a, a young team? Is it a senior-laden team? Somebody comes out to watch Wisconsin Lutheran play. What are we going to see? Well, you're going to see both of those. We're, we're starting, for instance, we're starting a freshman quarterback. Um, we've, we've got a, a lot of young players uh, sprinkled in throughout, and yet uh, we've got some very nice veteran leadership that I think is going to be able to, to bring us through the tough spot like the, like the start of the season. And uh, I think together it's, it's blending into a nice football team. Sometimes it takes a while to figure out who you are. And uh, I, I think last week we, we found out a lot more about our team. Hey, Coach, we got a number of uh, kids from Whitnell in studio with us. One's already committed to Northern Illinois, but we've got a couple others that are interested in playing football at the next level. So when you're talking to a, a young student athlete, um, you know, kid that plays linebacker at the high school level, and he's looking to play at that next level, whether it's Division One, Two, or Three. Well, can you talk a little bit about your beliefs on what it takes for a kid like that to play at the next level? Yeah, absolutely, and I appreciate the opportunity to do that. The, the first thing every young man that's thinking about playing in college should do is make sure they're getting it done in the classroom. Uh, it. You know, you, you just eliminate so many opportunities if you're not taking care of business in the classroom. And, and if, if, they, if they tick off that one and they're doing a nice job there, then, you know, the things that we're looking for at our place is we're looking for high-character kids. Uh, you know, we want kids that are, are solid citizens and then kids that are really committed to, committed to playing football. You know, it's, uh, football's a hard game. It's not... Uh, it's not like so many sports. It's you got to really be committed to it, and so on. And if if they are, uh, there's a lot of opportunity at the Division Three level. You know, we're looking for the opportunity to bring in kids and develop them. And uh, and ultimate goal is that when it's all said and done, they look back and say that was the greatest, one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I have a college diploma to to show for it all. Hey, Robin and Ryan, when, when you hear um, Dr. Miller talk about you got to be committed and, and you've got to buy and you've got to basically love football, you, Rob, you started at Division One level at Wisconsin, ended your career at Whitewater. You played at Stevens Point. Look, playing Division Three football in this state of Wisconsin, I don't care where you are, you've got to make a commitment. It's really good football. You had to juggle your grades and, and playing football. So when Dr. Miller talks about that part of this thing, you guys are not in your head. Like, man, you remember those days. It's hard. Yeah, time management is probably the most important aspect of playing college sports. You just there's so many opportunities, you know, on a college campus, and you got to make the right choices all the time. You got to really prioritize your studies and still make sure you're hitting the weights, watching film, checking all those boxes. And I think Coach um, Miller's doing a really good job explaining some of those demands and what you need to. Uh, evaluate and really take into consideration as a, a high school athlete looking to play college football. Hey, same question. Um, Coach, you played at Stevens Point, and yep. you know what? It's Look, my son played basketball at Division Three, and, and it it might not have been as, as much of a commitment playing basketball as it would have been for football, but boy, he said, Dad, there are, you know, there are times that I just I don't know if I'm coming or going at this point. And I'm wondering, when, when we're talking to a guy like Dr. Miller who runs the Wisconsin Lutheran football, uh, college football team, and we got kids in here that are thinking they want to play at the next level, Ryan, what, what do you say to these kids? Well, I think the biggest piece there is got to make a conscious choice to sacrifice your social life. 
I mean, there's going to be a lot of social opportunities that student athletes won't be able to participate in due to the time management factor and some of the other demands that are, are, are put on a student athlete. But you're going to be better for it in the game of life in the end uh, if you can commit to it and make that uh, and strive to be the best and, and make that sacrifice to, to cut out some of the social opportunities that are there. And it's it's tough deal, but uh, I think it comes full circle and benefits you in the game of life. Dennis, you agree with both of those guys, I'm sure, right? Oh, man. Very well stated. If, if your guys are hearing that information, that's outstanding because that's really what it's about. You know, I, the, the commitment piece, you know, whether you're at the Division One or Division Three, football matters and it's important. And the only, only way you're going to get the most out of it is if you really do commit to it. I, I think guys that enter into it thinking this is just going to be a fun little diversion uh, a, they're missing the opportunity to get the most out of it they possibly can and to grow the most out of the, out of the experience. You know, one nice thing about uh, if, you're, if you're thinking you want to play at the next level, and what nice thing about Wisconsin Lutheran is it's right here. Yeah, you know what? Your parents get to come see you play. You get to go home and, and have a meal with your parents or live at home. Um, but it, it, the great education run by really good people that, that care about their students a lot and uh, I look, Coach Miller and I have talked a lot. He's been on a number of my shows, and I got a lot of respect for him. Hey, Coach, good luck the rest of the way. And uh, if uh, if there's anything we can do from our end, please let me know. You know, the head coach here at Whitnell and the athletic director at Muskego uh, both think uh, the world of you and, and the job you do at Wisconsin Lutheran. And if there's anything you need from us, let me know. Mike, thanks a lot. I appreciate being on. And the only thing you guys could do is if you could send those Whitnell kids over to our place right now, that would be very much appreciated. Man, there's a couple in here that, that if they, if I could get them there on time, you know, they could shoot up and play for a 1 o'clock start. A couple of these boys look like they could play uh, right now, Coach. Anxious to talk to them. Looking yeah. forward to that. You got it, Dennis. Thank you very much. Hey, Coach, have a great, uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy all that yard work. <laughs> All right, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation. I've got a couple of questions about your staff, um, Rob, and then we're going to bring these players back up and get their favorite memory playing at Whitnell, and we'll wrap, wrap this thing up. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan, Mike McGivern, alongside the head football coach at Whitnell High School. He's Rob Wydick, my co-host. Man, I love when you come in, by the way. I appreciate you coming in, so thank it's you. good being here. Yep, Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. Hey, Coach, let's talk about your staff a little bit. We have, really didn't get into those guys yet, and boy, these guys, uh, they, they put a lot of time and effort and sweat equity into the program as well. Um, let's talk a little bit about these guys. Uh, yeah, I think I put together a really good staff. Like we talked earlier, how when I got the job last summer, um, really short on time, so I didn't exactly get a lot of uh, some of the guys I was looking to bring in. But right. this past off season, uh, we brought in a bunch of new coaches, uh, and they've done a really good job. A lot of really young coaches, a couple guys in their first or second year coaching, but they've been doing a good job. A lot for of enthusiasm, me. right? Yes. yes, eager to learn, um, always willing to do something extra. And willing to, 
you know, make mistakes. And that's part of coaching is, you know, taking risks and just learning from it. And they're doing a really good job of that. Do you guys get together, the offensive coaches, defensive coaches? Do you guys – because some guys, some have a philosophy that we're going to split this. You guys do your thing, we'll do our thing. Or do you guys come together as a staff? Um, so kind of how it works is typically like this morning before we got, came into the studio this morning, the whole staff gets together. We kind of do a recap of the game, um, where we think we are, look at injuries, any changes in personnel that need to happen, uh, look at the schedule for the next week for the lower levels, how coaches are going to be distributed uh, at, that thing, at that time. Then we break up, look at the film, look at our upcoming opponents, come back together, kind of debrief each other. So there's a lot of inner working between offense and defense. How do you sleep, all right? Uh, I don't sleep much. No, during, it, during the season. I never sleep much. Like, I've always – I like to work out in the morning. So okay. um, I usually get up about 4.45, and I work out before school. And then – You still doing the CrossFit thing? Not as much as I used to. Yeah, I read that bit. article. Man, you were a freak with that for a while, right? For a while, I, I was really, really all in on that. Man. Are there better athletes than those guys? I mean, I think that I did, some of these guys are ridiculous, and you, and I'm watching the best of the best when I'm watching the shows, you know. But some of those guys um, are are unbelievable with the stuff that they do. When you were doing that, can you talk about the regiment that you had doing it? Um, you know, so I I kind of dabbled in the competition aspect of it. I was never like very very good, but in order to do that stuff, like. It's just a lot of volume of training. Like it's way different than how we train like high school football players. Uh, just the different uh, demands of it. You got to be able to go really long workouts at over an hour. Right. Something that's like a sprint workout, and then you got to do everything from swimming to like a whip, Olympic weightlifting. So the demands, <clears throat> it's really time consuming in order to get good at something like that. Those individuals that you see on TV, it's almost like an illness. Like how right. obsessive and compulsive they are in regards to their training, their sleep regimen, their diet. Um, they're very blessed genetically as well as super, super regimented. You know, I reading a bio on you and, and, and doing a little research, I was impressed with it. After you got done playing football, you, you realized that you wanted to be a teacher and a coach. So you went back and, and, and did what you had to do to, 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 to accomplish that. And, and I think that that's pretty cool. Is it everything you thought it would be? That was besides like meeting my wife, going back to school um, to be a teacher was the best decision I've ever made. Oh, that's, um, that's really big. It was awesome. Uh, it took a lot of sacrifice. I worked in a call center for thir- on third shift for like three years in order to make it happen. Did so you I would, really? I would go to, go to work at 10 at night, get done at 6 and go to class until one in the afternoon and I was still coaching. So I'd just sleep for like two hours and then go to practice and then just sleep two hours and go back to work. And that was on repeat for a while. So I was kind of a zombie for a couple of years, but long term, I mean it's just sleep. Sleep so, when you're dead. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I grew up in a in a house where my, my father uh, you would have fit right in because he said the worst word in the English language was lazy. Don't ever let him call you lazy. I'm seven, man. What are you talking about, right? But you would have fit right in. Hey, what is the name of, of uh, the salon that your wife opened up? Uh, District 108. District 108. Where is that located? Uh, just on Highway 100, just south of Janesville. Boy, she's getting. she can't wait until this construction gets done, I bet, right? 
I've heard yeah. numerous complaints about I, the construction. I, I bet you have District 108 right off of Highway 100 in Janesville. What is her first name? Uh, Katie. Go see Katie. You know what? Uh, and go tell her that uh, I don't know how many women listen to she. She has men clients, I'm sure, right? Yes, she does. District 108. I'm going to send her an invoice for the, all these plugs that we're, we're doing. Go see Katie. Again, District 108, Highway 100. Tell her you, you get $5 off if you tell her you heard it on this show. How's that? $7. $7 off. Hey, I want to thank uh, uh, Wendy's, who is the, the sponsor of this show, been the title of the sponsor, title sponsor of the show for a really long time. And I want to thank them. First of all, um, it was great to see you guys out at our golf outing, raised a lot of money for a really good cause. I, uh, they, needed, they needed a couple extra celebrities to play in it. So how would you like to pay a buck twenty-five to play a round of golf and play have a celebrity golf and have it be me? Yeah, you'd hate that. Let's be honest. It's okay. I haven't played in three years, and I felt bad. The guys I played with had a ball though. They liked one kid. One guy was a kid who played football at Watertown Luther Prep with JoJo Moore. Yeah, JoJo Moore. He was the fullback, and and I said, "You carry the ball." He goes, "I had JoJo Moore." No, I blocked, and he carried the. He was a Whitewater guy. Yes, he is. Yeah. And he said, man, was he good. And he said, maybe one of the nicest young men I've ever been around. Oh, jo- JoJo's a really, really nice guy, uh, real personable. He now uh, is one of the trainers out at Bridgewater Performance, just oh, on is he really? 100 as well. Yeah, so he's he's still involved in the athletics. Oh, that's awesome. This kid hit the hit the ball about two. He was by far the best player in our – We it's supposed to be a five-some, but we only had four, so that one guy could get hit two shots each hole. He was that guy. I was the guy. I said, "You're that guy." There's no doubt. So we were 12 under and 15 under uh, won it. So we were right there, and he was really good. So that that worked out. Wendy's was there, and I want to I want to thank them again. They sponsor you for coming in. I gave you a, a handful of uh, a packet of um, combo meals from Wendy's that you can give to your staff, and I'm sure they're listening. Or you can give to your players. It's, uh, if you want to bring them to Katie. It's up to you, man. I'm I'm not going to tell you. No, Ryan and I are available if you want to take us to lunch. Uh, I think the guys need a meal or two oh, after okay. this. All right. You know, I'd give them to the quarterback and let him decide because he'd hand them right over to the offensive lineman and say, "Brother, they're all yours." That's what because that quarterback's a smart kid right there for a sophomore. I'm telling you. Yeah, if he doesn't give them to him, Anthony might just take them. So. Yeah, he could take them from any of us <laughs> that are in this studio if he he really wanted. Coach, you're uh, you're feeling for the rest of the year. And and after when we go to a break, I'm going to kick you guys out. I'm going to have the players come come back. So I want to get your feel for between now and the end of the year what you're what you're hoping to accomplish before playoff time. Um, I think we just need to get everybody back. We had some kids out out last night, and I think that hurt us. Uh, but overall, I just think that the, we just need to come in with a renewed focus. We need to understand that you know we got a long way to go to arrive at, at what. We envision as a program and never to be satisfied. Uh, so I, I'm really optimistic about the rest of the way and the next couple of games that we have with homecoming and in Milwaukee Lutheran, that'll be a really good game for us. So I'm I'm excited and just to get Whitnell back in the playoffs is a good opportunity for us. Um, what was the seating meeting like for you last year? What seating meeting? We were two and seven. It was. So what's Absent. it going to be like for him this year? I didn't know what their record was last year. I don't have that kind of memory. <laughs> what's the seating meeting going to be like for him this year? Remember, you, they were in seating meetings when you were a coach. Were there? Uh, yeah, right towards the end is when it started. I think with 
their situation, Woodland East, if they start, win, they win out, they win the East. You get a crossover game at the end, correct? Right. I think if we uh, at the crossover, if we do well, then I think the seating meeting will be okay. But if yeah. we get, if we lose that and it looks bad, it's going to be just like any other seating meeting for Woodland East teams that you're yep. going to be. Hey, you know what bothers me is my 24. We have done that the Woodland Conference Championship the last four or five years, and for this year we're not. We're doing a different game. And it would have been fun because I don't know who's going to win the other side. I, you know, there's a three-way tie, I think, at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Is it is Greendale like and, and uh, New Berlin West and, and Eisenhower. Right. Yeah, and a tiebreaker is like points allowed in the first half. So I think right now Greendale's uh, in the lead of that. Well, that I, we had fun that Thursday night game that we did um, Pewaukee. It wasn't fun for Pewaukee. It was for most of the game. And then Greendale – comes back and they 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 tied at the end and they win in overtime and Stoltz is talking to their players as the AD's trying to get everybody off cuz lightning you can see it and uh he said to his players when you're so old that you only all you can eat is oatmeal you remember what we did here on national TV and I'm walking there I go we're <laughs> national TV he goes it's part of the story pal just get out of here and everybody laughed and yeah he gets after a little bit that you'd have fun you know obviously coaching against uh, any of those guys because they're all really good football coaches well, Rob Stoltz is a great football coach and and an opportunity to go against Eisenhower with a lot of the that oh, staff man. is essentially everybody I coached with when I was there so Crowley's and Kazabowski and all that right a lot of good relationships with those guys yeah Kaz was my JV coach that's yeah what does that tell you I'm a grandfather of four, and Kaz was my JV coach at Messmer. He yelled a lot, man. He doesn't yell nearly as much as he used to. I think his son's on the staff, too. So I don't know if he was there when you were there. But, um, yeah, that's a really good staff. There isn't much they haven't seen. By the way, that was my choice for the UW Credit Union Team of the Week. I got outvoted. But I them to be Pewaukee, um, in the fourth quarter they came and scored. I, man, I'm impressed with the job that staff is doing this year. You got to be as well. Yeah, uh, I think Matt Kern's done a really good job, like handling uh, everything that's been thrown at them and just managing uh, the changes in personnel and the fact that they're able to plug kids in. I think goes to show about the importance of the youth stuff that we were talking about earlier. That they've been running that offense for a long time, and you have confidence when kids step in that they know know what's going on. That's a great way to put it, by the way, the change in personnel. Thank you. For, I'm going to use that, and I'm not going to byline you, but but that's, that is what it is. It's a change of personnel, right. and we're going to have to win maybe in a different way, but we're going to continue to win, and that's what they've done. I don't know if they thought that they were going to be able to continue to win, but, boy, he's, his eyes got to be open now that, you know what, look, these guys that you know might not have got a lot of time, all of a sudden these kids are starting to play, and uh, – I give them a lot of credit, and you know all those guys. Like you said, they've been around for a while, but not many of us that have been around for a while have seen what happened there in that change of personnel, as you talked about. I'm sure that's not something you'll ever look forward to. Yeah, I don't think any coach ever want to look forward to that, but I think you look at like Muskego and you look at player, places like Ike and CMH where you're playing 13, 14, 15 games a year, and you're winning a lot of those games. So your young kids get a lot more time and yeah, that's a lot a good of practices point. that those kids get compared to a team like ourselves last year that we didn't make, qualify for the playoffs. You get two more months of practice like that. Those kids are going to be light years ahead. Yeah, you guys too. were two and seven last year. I must yeah. have been ripping you last year. You should have been. <laughs> I can't believe they brought you back. <laughs> I did a terrible man. job. 
Yeah, you're a much better coach this year, yes? Yeah, it's, much it, better guys. Much That's the key, man. That is the key. Guys, thank, Ryan, thank you. It's good to thank see you, you, Coach. I'm going to kick you out, and uh, I'm going to talk to these players. On the other side, I'm going to ask them their favorite memory so far playing at, at Whitnell, and then we'll get out of here. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside a number of Whitnell football players. I love doing this part. I didn't know I would as much as I do. I just Everybody's got a different story, and, and I like hearing favorite memories of playing for a program. Um, let's go down the line. Neil, let's start with you. He's our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week, by the way. Two, second year playing football at Whitnell. So his his uh, as many memories as he has nowhere compared to some of these other guys. But Neil, I'm going to ask you, and you've got a lot of football to play left um, yet. But if your days of playing football at Whitnell were to end today for some reason, what's your favorite memory of playing? Okay, my ba- biggest memory would probably be so when Wida came in last year. When Wida came in last year, uh, he tried to make a new culture, and. This past year and this past off season, me and my friends and all these seniors and juniors and all this, just the whole football team, we've tried to embrace this culture of the weight room and buying all in to what we do, and just like building this culture in the past off season, it's just it's it's been amazing just being aside with my like teammates and just building this culture. So I think that's probably my favorite memory and just everything we do in the weight room and everything about it. That's awesome, and you know what? Other coaches that listen to this show are gonna love that answer because. That if you can get seniors and juniors, you can get the leaders, the school to buy in. Um, that three, four, five years from now is when they're going to really see the difference because this would be the, the 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 class that maybe started that that whole thing. Thank you for that, Anthony. Let's go to you. Um. So yeah. So I've been playing football since third grade, and there's been so many great memories. But nothing's better than that senior year when everybody buys in, you work together, and you realize this is your real last chance, and. Uh, Wydeck has really made that evident that if you don't buy in now and you don't change that culture, that it's really not ever going to end the way you want it to. So we really just want to make it um, the season and the school better than it was when we got it. So just changing everything has just been so fun for me, and I feel like it's been great. Hey, did you know um, how good <laughs> of a football player your coach was? Um, he talked about it a little bit, but he really never like went into big detail on what he did. Guys like me that do this n- know how good he was. He was really good. He was a really good football player from, from Whitnell, and it doesn't surprise me that he didn't talk much about that. Not not, not the kind of guy he's ever been, I'm sure. And um, <laughs> But when he talks about not sleeping and working as hard as he did to, to be able to become a teacher and a coach, man, understand that, that what a drive that guy has. And, and uh you, you would do awfully good to follow in those footsteps. Uh, Caleb, let me ask you. I'm going to – Caleb, sophomore. Uh, come on, come on. Yeah, I um, was going to go to you last, wasn't I? My, you, want, you want me to go to you last? No, I'll go right now. All right. Uh, my favorite memory was last year because it was my first year in high school, and I thought, like, it would change me, like, a lot because of everyone and, like, all my friends and all the coaches I, like, played and practiced for. 
because I just thought like it was a great year. We were conference uh, champs for JV, right? And it was a great year for me and all my teammates that year. So I thought that was definitely a great memory. I met Whitnell. Where'd you go to grade school, by the way? Uh, I went to I well I played for Pius. Okay. But I went to Nicolet before okay. I went to Whitnell because I came to Whitnell in seventh grade. You did. Yeah. And so you've been playing. So these sophomores that are up on varsity, guys, you've you've known, you've played with. Yeah. How good is the the the, the JV team now? The guys that are coming up to follow these seniors, you guys got a chance to be pretty good for a few years. Uh, I think so. Yes, if we work really hard, I yeah. believe that we will be a great team. You're, you're going to have to be the leader to get them in the in the weight room and stuff after these guys yeah, leave. You know, you look at the two the two of these guys are just that's what they're talking about. They're not talking about. You know, making a, a a a tackle to save a game. They're not talking about beating their rival. They're talking about coming together as a group, and that's really good leadership. And I hope you learned something from that. Aiden, how's it going, pal? Now you're smiling at me. We're all good. Um, your favorite memory so far? And again, you got a lot of football to play yet. But what do you think? I mean, the whole ride's been really fun. Um, but for me, um, my most memorable moments, uh, they just have to be. Um, our morning workouts during the winter it was something else it was just a just a blast how many how many guys would show up you think 60 60, yeah wow that's a lot yeah it was early morning too like i I remember just you know waking up 5 a.m uh you know just blazing all four cylinders i'm ready to go you know adrenaline right right when i wake up how does that get you through the 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 I would assume then you're going to bed about eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Yeah, getting your homework done to take, and then getting up and doing it all over again. Man, that's good stuff. Boys, seniors, I want to I want to deal with you guys at this point. Um, I, I got to tell you a story. A guy from McGuanago was telling me this, and and he played at McGuanago, and we were out there for a Thursday night lights high school football game of the week, and he he worked for the company that that rented the lifts for our cameramen. And he came up and he said, hey, you're Mike McGivern, right? I said, yeah. He said, can I tell you something? I said, sure. He said, you know, I played at McGuanago a number of years ago. I would think he was 24, 25 years old. And he said, I was first team all conference, second team all state. And I would give you everything I own except my car and my dog if you can give me one more week. I said, really? He said, I had no idea. I, and I don't want just the Friday night home game. I want the whole week. I want Monday practice, Tuesday, all the way through, and then I want to pick the team I'm playing against. But I would be so different. He said, I took, I took uh, plays off at practice. I took plays off at games. I got a little tired to take myself out. And he said, and I was first team all-conference, second team all-state. I was a really good football player. But I didn't know what I didn't know, and I didn't know how much I'd miss it and how much it meant to me until it was taken away and I wasn't playing anymore. And he said, whenever you get a chance to tell seniors that, please tell them that because it's really important. And and tell them to go to practice, practice hard every day, be good leaders, and play. Man, it's good to meet you, boys. Yeah, good, good to meet you, too. Yeah, you guys were good in here. You guys much better than I thought when you walked in because, you know, you guys didn't look like you were going to say anything to me, like you were angry that you had to be here. Um, but I really appreciate it. Neil, I'll reach out to you this week. Um, congratulations on the Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. Anthony, Aiden, thank you. Lead this team. you got a lot of football to, to, to still play. Um, take care of your business. Don't look past anybody. Who's the rival for you, by the way? Who don't you like much? Uh, we absolutely hate Greenfield. There you go, the Hustling Hawks. Mine's Eisenhower.
I'd have to agree with Aiden. Yeah, we're, I'm never not fond of them either. Yeah. Yeah, mine's also Greenfield. There you go. Man, there you got it, boys. The Greenfield, the Hustlin' Hawks, or Ike. Why don't you like Ike? You just don't like the colors? or Nah, I just, I don't know, ever since freshman year. A little just, tired of those boys? Yeah, I lost them in the conference championship. <clears throat> no, just ever since then, never been fond of them. Yeah. I was at that game. Yeah? Yeah, Thursday Night Lights, they, you should hurt them on the sideline. Just to let you know. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm riling you up. Guys, thank you very much. It's so good to meet you. Um, Whitnell is in good hands. Got a sophomore quarterback, and you guys are good leaders. So um, have a good weekend. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Powerful as Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.